Let's open in a word of prayer, and that message says good news. We got to share it. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity we have to gather in this place this evening. We thank you, Lord, that it's not by might, not by our own power, but by your spirit. Say the Lord. We give you praise. We give you honor. Have your way in our service this evening. Pray that our worship would exalt your name. Everything we do, give praise to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Our praise becomes your house, your place. We invite you in. Our praise becomes your house, your place. Our praise becomes your house, your place, oh, our praise becomes your house, your, let's sing that one more time, our praise, our praise becomes your house. 
the Lord. Aren't you grateful we serve a God that's alive today? Can we lift your voices again this evening? Let's give him praise as we begin. Father, in this room we gather in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. We gather in this room on this Sunday night to praise you, to offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Our eyes have never seen you, but we know you are. Just as our eyes have never seen the air we breathe, we know it's here. You're more than breath that we breathe. You are a spirit. You manifest yourself to us in spirit and in truth. We can feel for you and never tangibly touch you. But oh, we know we've been touched by you. We know the power that's in your word, the power that's in your spirit. And today, Lord, we gather in this room of like precious faith to offer you the fruit of our lips and praise and worship but to allow our very lives to back up the words that we say by worship and praise. I hope that where you set up on the throne tonight that the praise we give to you, may it look good on us. 
May our praise look good to you. May our praise sound good to you. May the words from our mouth exalt you. And would you be blessed. It's not that you're narcissistic. It's not that you have to be lavish to survive. It's just the way that you're put together and the way you put us together that our praising you even helps us. It relinquishes us, God, from so much responsibility and places so much on you. We're in this room tonight as we start to think about the goodness of God, what it meant to be lost in sin and dying, what it was like to be empty in the world and be empty at night when we pillow our head. We, we may have luxuries all around us, but there's a void on the inside. We had the friends that liked us as long as we had some money in our pocket and gas in our car. We were abused and God taken advantage of more times than not, but we kept coming back for more and more. But somebody got alone and got hold of God on my behalf, on behalf of we in this room. They interceded. They stood between you and me. And they represented me to you. And many represented you to me by witness, by testifying, by showing their life, by seeing genuine, bona fide miracles of salvation in others, created a hunger in my life to want to know who you are. And over 40 some years ago, when I made that long walk down an aisle, and I bowed my heart before you. I remember. I remember the transformation. I remember the change. I remember the death, but you gave me life. I remember the heartache, and you gave me peace. I remember the emptiness, but I remember the feeling. I remember the loneliness and the isolation, but I remember you were the companionship. I remember the things I used to want to do. I no longer wanted to do them. The things I despised doing, I now wanted to do. I can't explain the change. But I know you brought it. I know the void that was in my life, you filled it. The meaningless of living was surpassed by meaning to live. And God, beyond that, there was a call. One that would not let go. One that took me places I never dreamt I could go. And brought things out of me I never dreamt I had. As David of old, I was young and now I'm old and I've never been forsaken during that time. I'm not all I want to be, but thank God I'm not all I used to be. And I pray that every one of us in this room can ditto what I'm saying tonight. So we've gathered here, Lord, to say thank you to adore you, to praise you, to magnify you. God, it's not about our agenda. It's about us being still and knowing that you are God. It's about us being still and knowing that you have a plan. It's about our gathering together of like precious faith and offering you a sacrifice of praise and offering you a sacrifice of worship. And then, Lord, it's moving beyond the court of the Gentiles where we talk about our God and it's beyond moving into the holy place where we talk to you. It's about going into the holy of holies tonight that we might have a powwow with Jesus. 
deep cries unto deep tonight. Our hearts long for the true and the living God. And you are searching for someone to stand in the gap. I look for a man, you said, to stand in the gap. May we be gap fillers tonight. For in the meantime, Lord, may we bring our thoughts into the captivity of the Lord. And may we in this room tonight embrace you and be loved by you. And God, I don't know the people that you brought into this place tonight. I don't know what needs we may have, what emptiness may be in our hearts. But I know one thing, for God so loved everybody in this room, you died for us. And I know that you love us so much that you're not willing to let any man or woman perish. For you've come to give life and to give life abundantly. You've not saved us, Lord, just to go to heaven. You saved us that we might be profitable in this world. You saved us, God, out of, out of, out of the deep miry clay and you put our feet up on a solid rock that, God, we might have a powerful testimony to tell others, look what the Lord had done. I have seen you save drug addicts. I have seen you save pedophiliacs. I have seen you save alcoholics. I have seen you, Lord, save the good moral man. And I know that faith in God and power in your word can still wrought miracles tonight. And in the presence of God, there is nothing impossible with you, the God of all glory, the God of all might, the God of all mercy, the God of all power. So Lord, envelop this place with your presence. Envelop this place with your glory. Holy Spirit, you have drawn people into this sanctuary. Now, Holy Spirit, draw us to your bosom. Draw us to your side. Draw us to you. And God, for that one that may be among us tonight that's empty, feel as though the life had been wasted, feel as if, oh Lord, their life has no meaning, I pray that you will arrest them in your love. And God, may that invisible hand reach out and touch them. May that invisible, powerful presence of the living God, may you envelop them, Lord, and may you just smother them, God, with your presence. And God, would you show them that they, they think they're nobody, that you can make a nobody into a somebody. And when you show them tonight, Lord, that you've got a way out of the darkness and you've got a way out of the habits and you've got a way out of the bondage and you've got a way, Lord, that you can lead them out to a great and prosperous place. The greatest journey in all the world begins with the first step. So God, I'm asking, speak very clearly. Guide very clearly. We ask it in Jesus' name with heads bowed, eyes closed. Every saint of God breathing up a prayer to the Lord. Maybe you're here tonight and you need Jesus in your life. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship with a resurrected Christ. Life is not what you thought it would be. It's empty. It's void. It's depleting you. But I to tell you, there's a God in this place who loves you just as you are. But He's willing to wash you in His blood. He is more than willing to forgive you of your manifold sins. And He's willing for you to come to Him just as you are. He said, I loved you before I washed you. And tonight, if you need the Lord, you're tired of religion, and you're tired of being tired and sick and tired of life, I want to invite you just to come to where I'm at right now. Meet me at this front. Let me pray with you. And let's let Jesus straighten things out in your life tonight.
anyone at all, just meet me here at this altar. Saints, are you praying? The two powers in the universe could be fighting over souls tonight. The powers of darkness that want to hold people down in bondage and hold people in sin. But the power of the living God that's able to break the darkness and break the sin. If you'll become, God will wrought a miracle in your life tonight. Praise God. just for a few moments. I want to share very quickly a passage of God's Word. I want to get into prayer as a, as a, as a body in just a moment. But in the book of Ezekiel chapter 22, beginning at verse 23, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto her, Thou art the land that is now cleansed, nor reigned upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion ravering the prey, they have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. 
neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean, and have hid their eyes from Sabbath, and I am profound, uh, profaned among them. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves ravering the prey, to shed blood, to destroy souls, to get dishonest gain. And her prophets have dabbed them with uninterpreted mortar, untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken. The people of the land have used oppression, exercised robbery, have vexed the poor and the needy. Yea, they have oppressed the strangers wrongfully. And I sought for men among them that should make up a hedge. And I stand in the gap before me for the land that I shall not destroy it, but I have found none. Therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Know what he said, I sought for a man to stand in the gap, but I found none. Augustine said, without God we, can, we cannot, but without us, God will not. Let me say it again. Without God, we cannot. Without us, God will not. God needs us when it comes to prayer. God has voluntarily leaked himself with you and with me, human cooperation, and he is bound to work through your prayers and bound to work through my prayers to see things in this world changed. He merges his work with man's praying. It's a deep mystery, but nevertheless, it's a mystery. God has called man, God has called we, the redeemed community that we might gather with him, seek the face of God. It's re clearly revealed in God's word throughout history how God uses men and women in prayer. I don't believe Moses could have won many battles had it not been for people praying for him. Jacob would not have been able to have done the things he done, had done had he not had his Penel experience. I don't believe Jesus could have endured the cross had it not been for the Garden of Gethsemane where he prayed and sought the face of the living God. John Wesley and members of the Holy Club, as they call them, held their prayer meetings and God ignited a revival that went all around the world. Evan Robbins and his friends, uh, they prostrated themselves before the Lord night and day, and it brought forth the great Welch revival, as we read about. Then Prayer Mountain in Seoul, Korea, South Korea, where Cho himself had that prayer mountain. And they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And churches sprung up all over Korea. And one of the largest Assembly of God churches, if not the largest church in the world, is product of those all-night prayer meetings upon Prayer Mountain. We know the revivals that swept Brazil was evidenced uh, by extra police putting on duty to control traffic in several major cities just to control traffic as the people were going to prayer meetings. Can you imagine? The Bible says the 24 elders singing the new song will be holding golden vials full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. God showed Ezekiel what the world looked like from his eyes. Oppression, robbery, all types of sin, prophets that gone awry, people speaking for God when they didn't know what they were saying, and the list goes on. That's what God saw. That's what God saw as he looked upon the world, a world that seemed to have gone haywire, a world that seemingly wanted nothing to do with God, wanted to do nothing with justice, wanted to do nothing with right living. They ostracized God, ostracized his word, and they wanted nothing to do with righteousness and holiness. And the Bible said, I sought for a man. To stand in the gap and to pray, to intercede, to bring my people back where they need to be. To bring the world back on the right track. And I believe the things that Ezekiel talked about are some of the same things, if not more, we see in our land today. 
We've said many times it's almost like today that it's the fox that's guarding the hen house. And we've become today where it's just a status quo. We've learned to get along in the world that we live in. The church has not been persecuted because we've really done anything worthy of persecution in this world. Because the church has gotten worldly, the world's gotten churchy. I don't say that to condemn us. I say that to awaken us up. That God is looking for men and women that will stand in the gap and not be, will be in the world, will be not like the world, but will pray for the world to change because he has changed us and we become change agents in this world. We can read out the list in Ezekiel, see for ourselves, we're in the same state here and many countries around the world. But what have we done or what have we not done to bring the change? Paul, writing to the church of Ephesus in Ephesians 6, speaking on spiritual warfare, he highlights the armor that we have for our protection in war, but he identifies two major weapons in our warfare, the sword of the Spirit and prayer. The sword of the Spirit and prayer. It's not enough just to have the hound of salvation. It's not enough to have our feet shod the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's not enough to have the belt plate of righteousness. It's not enough to have our loins go about with truth. We have got to take the sword of the Spirit, and we've got to take the weapon of prayer, and we've got to weld them and to use them in this hour in which we're living today. In spite of all the weakness, in spite of all the failures and shortcomings, the church is still the mightiest and the only force that God is using, and the only way where He can destroy Satan, the only way He can destroy darkness, and the only way where the people of God can be on fire is through the ministry of the church. And if we are not praying, if we go on to sleep the switch, we might have the forum, we might have the ritual, but where indeed is the power? Where is the anointing? Where is the God of Elijah? Where is the God of Elisha? Where is the God of Paul? Where is the God that the Bible says, I will be in their midst in this last day? Charles Spurgeon said, It is God that writes intercession upon men's hearts. All true prayer comes from him, but especially the least selfish and most Christ-like form of prayer called intercession. When they, the supplicant forgets all about himself and his own needs, all of his pleading, his tears, and his arguments are on behalf of others. I repeat that such men are more precious gift from heaven, and I feel certain that before the Reformation, there must have been hundreds of godly men and women who were day and night interceding with the Lord and giving him no rest until he answered their supplications. And Luther and the rest of the Reformers were sent by God in answer to the many prayers which history has never recorded, but which are written in the Lord's book of remembrance. The church on her knees is the only purifying and preserving influence can keep the world from decay and despair. End of quote. Samuel Chadwick said, The one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, and prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our wisdom, but trembles when we pray. Prayer is not you and me begging God to do something. Prayer is not you and me trying to get God to do our will up in heaven. It is us submitting to God's will upon this earth. It's not overcoming God's unwillingness to act. It is enforcing God's victory over the power of sin, enforcing God's victory over the power of sickness, enforcing God's victory over the power of disease, and enforcing God's victory over the power of sin and Satan himself. It's effective, fervent communication that we have with the creator and the sustainer of the entire universe. What can I do, Lord, 
here I am. What can I do, Lord? Here I am. In praying in line with God's will, which he seems to control the balance of power in our lives, our community to the world, and church affairs, prayer moves us out of dimension of time and space and brings us into the presence of the Almighty God who sits upon the throne. Are you hearing me? It brings us out of time and space and takes us into a dimension of prayer and of intercession and a rendezvous and a meeting with him who sits upon the throne. Thank God we come to that throne room of God in praising, in worshiping, in adoration, and in intercession, and in listening, and in listening to him. We are in the spiritual realm. The past is gone. The present is all we have, and we have no promise of a future, friend. We all one heartbeat away from eternity. But right here in the nasty now and now, we can go to the throne of God. I said we can go to the throne. Do you understand? Do I understand? Do you and I comprehend who it is exactly that we are talking to that sits upon that throne? But notice, we don't face intercession alone. It's the Spirit of God that helps us. He said prayer is also a spiritual warfare, but th those who enter are touched in a, with a word uh, in need. Those who enter warfare regularly know the scars, but we also know the victories in the battle. Prayer is where the real action is. Prayer is on the front line. We may be beat up as we pray. We may be accused as we pray. We may feel Satan's voice as we pray. We may hear Satan's breath, uh, voice as he breathes down our collar. We're on the front line, combat to combat, saying, I'm not going to heal. I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to deliver. But we persevere and we pray on through to the God who sits upon the throne. Yeah. Daniel had to pray 21 days because the enemy tried to stop him. Jesus went back three times to get the peace he needed in prayer. Hell will vomit out all of its uh, uh, demonic powers to try to hinder you, slow you down, shut you up and set you down. But I'm going to say, friend, let's continue to seek the God who sits upon the throne in intercessory prayer. All Christians involved in spiritual warfare, but some just allow the enemy to keep us captive and keep us silent in that warfare. And when he's done that, he's won the victory. Can I just be blunt? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not totally sanctified. I'm going to be honest with you. It would be easy for me tonight to be very ugly. Not at you, but it would come out that way. You understand? Anybody know what I'm talking about? It would be easy to do. But church, we have been handed by our forefathers the greatest gospel the world has ever seen. We have been handed by our forefathers a Pentecostal experience. We have become guardians of the past. We are to be keepers of the present, but we are architects to the future. And I'm afraid that we have dropped the ball when it comes to what God wants the church to be today. Why are so many churches closing their doors? Why are so many Assembly God churches no longer uh, letting the Spirit of God move among them? What's going on? We've gone to sleep with the switch. But I'm going to say, Holy Spirit of God, birth something anew within us that we might touch the God who sits on the throne. And may the God who sits on the throne light up fire in our soul and by the fire in our spirit that when we pray the devils of hell will shudder and say my God they're praying again I believe we can make a difference in the hour that we live sometimes we pray and we see no answers James said we could be praying wrong and therefore we have no answer Luke says ask seek and knock we ask the Lord 
We seek the Lord. We knock upon heaven's door. But look at the prayers uh, prayed by Paul and by David and others in the Bible. They weren't asking God to do some of the same things that we ask God to do. You don't hear David pray, pray for his uncle Fred. You don't hear Moses ask God to, for a nice home. Uh, you don't hear uh, Joshua uh, praying that oh, Uncle Henry get a brand new camel. You don't hear that kind of prayer. When you read the Word of God, you find out uh, that Paul wasn't praying for his family and in a job to settle down in the comforts of the world. The model prayer from Scripture seems to be centered more directly on God and His program rather than on people and their plans. May I say that again? It seems like that the prayers of the saints of God was more focused upon God's purpose and God's plans rather than upon my, my, whatever it is that I wanted in my life. May God bring us back to pray biblical prayers. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Jesus came to fill a gap between God and man. There's a gap in the world tonight. And God said, I'm looking for a man. Abraham was that man. God was ready to rain down fire and brimstone upon Sodom and Gomorrah. But he interceded. And the people got out before the fire came. Moses was that man. More times than one, Moses interceded and said, God, don't destroy the people. Right, take my name out of your book, but spare them. And God heard. Nehemiah was the one that stood in the gap. Paul was one that stood in the gap. Well, the list goes on and on. And today, the voice of God still speaks. I look for someone to make up a hedge, to stand in the gap. Will you be that one tonight? Will you let God take you on the journey of intercession and start out where you are, but let the Lord take you where you need to be? The longest step in the world begins, or the longest march begins with one step. And if we will avail ourselves to God, I believe He'll take us places we've never been in the Spirit. I believe there'll be a depth we've never been to and a height we never imagined. But friend, we can't do it what, the way we've been doing it. We've got to say, here I am, Lord. Help me stand in the gap. Now tonight has been designated for a time of worship and praise to our God. Tonight is designated for a while. We're going to intercede in prayer. And then we're going to believe God to hear and answer prayer in this room tonight. But I want you to bring your thoughts into God's captivity. We're not here to, to watch or be entertained by the worship team and musicians. We're not here tonight to entertain or be entertained, to see or be seen. We shut ourselves in the secret place with God. You're the cream of the crop tonight. And I implore you, let's don't waste this time. Let's don't just look around. We don't need spectators. We need participators. Amen? I'm going to invite you, if you're able, to stand once again. And let's just enter into the presence of God. We want to start in the courtyard, maybe, go into the holy place, but in that holy of holies where God can come down and bless in a powerful way.
come, we want a fresh fire. God, we want a fresh fire, Lord. Holy Spirit, move. Oh, we want fresh fire, God. Fresh fire, Lord. Fresh fire. Oh, move, God. Rain down fresh fire, Lord. How great is our God? Lord, how great is our God? Sing with me, how great. Fresh fire, Lord. Fresh fire, God. still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe, yes, we can see it, that wonders are still what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here Yeah. 
and the priests to sing their praise. Oh, I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, but it's only found one place. Take me into the holy of holies. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, take me in, take me into the holy of holies. Take the cold, cleanse my lips, here I am. Lord, take the cold, cleanse my lips, here I am. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Many years ago on Friday nights, we had prayer meetings late into the morning. We would feel the presence of God so real. One Friday night, we entered into that prayer meeting and we felt nothing. One of the older Christians there said, what's the matter? It's not about feeling, it's about willing. And he said, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he made this statement, Father, I thank you that you always hear me when I pray. It's not about emotion. It's about knowing he hears. Make an altar right where you are. If you want to come around the altar, let's take a few moments. And let's enter into this Holy of Holies. And let's take some time to intercede. God will lay someone, somebody, some nation, something. He will lay on your heart. Could you begin to intercede? Feel comfortable around the altars. Feel free. But let's make a move and let him move tonight. In faith, believing. God will do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think of him. Lord, in this room tonight, we want to stand in the gap. You look for a man among them to stand in the gap to build a hedge, and you found none. So many, Lord, of the prayer warriors of yesteryears have gone off the scene. They've entered into their eternal reward. They were prayer warriors. Many unknown, unsung heroes who are in the prayer closets that we don't even know their names and eternity will only reveal the sacrifices they made, the prayers they prayed and how things upon this earth changed as a result of their faithful prayers. Tonight, Lord, may we be those people of prayer, not just talking about it, not just thinking about it, and not hopping down on a couple of knees and mumbling a few words until we get through thinking that we are through. Take us, God, into that holy place. May we leave the flesh and may we leave the carnality and may we leave the trappings, Lord, of our own mind outside the door in the courtyard. Carry us by our spirit into the holy place where our spirit, where deep cries unto deep, where we will pray with the understanding, but that we pray in the Spirit also. That, Lord, that we might be caught up and lost in the moving of the Spirit of God. That, Lord, that we know it's the Holy Spirit on side of us that's making utterance, making intercession, pleading someone else's cause before the throne of God. Lord, we're on the front battle lines of this prayer movement. God, we will hear the voice of the enemy. We might be beat up somewhat by the enemy of our souls. We'll understand condemnation in a new way. Fear, perhaps, in a new way. 
Nobody said that prayer is easy. It's hard work, but it's necessary work. And Lord, we know that every time that we pray that, God, we have the attention of the powers of darkness. I remember reading your word, Jesus, on a 40-day prayer and fast vigil. And not one time in those 40 days did it ever record that he heard the voice of God. He didn't see visions. He didn't see all the things that he wanted to see, but he did come eyeball to eyeball, face to face combat with the enemy of his soul. Satan himself argued with Jesus in prayer. Satan himself quoted the word of God to Jesus in prayer. Satan himself demanded things of Jesus within his ability and power he had the ability to do, but he knew the word of God and he defeated him. It may have looked like those 40 days of prayer for Christ was wasted. But it was the Spirit that led him into the wilderness to be tested for those 40 days. When he came out, he was strong in the Spirit. He was combating the enemy in battle. But Lord Jesus was victorious. Remind us that when we enter into a prayer closet, the Spirit may be willing, but the flesh is weak. The disciples went to sleep. Well, they need to be awakened. Others, Lord, have allowed lukewarmness, the cares of the world, and the things, God of the flesh, to hinder them from seeking God. Lord, if it means waking us up at three in the morning, so be it. If it means, Lord, pushing the computer away for an hour, then so be it. If it means turning off the TV for 20 minutes, then so be it means calling us, Lord, to that secret, secret chamber, so be it. But may we learn to pray the model prayers that Jesus taught us. And God teaches to intercede on behalf of the nation and the nations of this world, the leader and the leaders of this world. Teach us to intercede, Lord, not that our will would be done or our persuasion would be met, but teach us, O oh God, to pray the biblical prayers about kingdom work and kingdom values, about salvation of radical people that can be saved, about radical groups that can be transformed by the power of God's Spirit, sick bodies that will be healed in the name of Jesus, strongholds that will be broken down by the authority of God-ordained anointed prayers. Situations in life that will be changed. Cities that will be literally turned upside down. Because Jesus' people showed up. God, churches are being attacked by left-wing special interest groups. By demon-empowered and demon-inspired works of the flesh. With their express purpose of shutting up and scaring the people of God to silence us into our corners, to cause us to be quiet. There are those that say we're cults. There are those that say we're weird from hearing the voice of God. There are those that say we're dumb for following an archaic book called the Bible. We need to come of age and smell the coffee and liberate ourselves and go into humanism and Marxism and socialism and all the isms of the world and New Age religion. But God, there's a battle for the heart and soul of this world. There's a battle for your church. There's a battle for our children. There's a battle for our families. There's a battle, God. We cannot afford to quit nor to lie down and roll over and play dead. 
We cannot be silenced when critics tell us to be quiet. Like the apostles of old, when they were shut, uh, commanded to shut up and no longer preach the name of Jesus, they brought strange doctrines to their city and they beat them and forbade them to speak, but they went right back out in the marketplace and boldly proclaimed Jesus and him crucified and alive. They said, should we obey man or obey God? Should we cave into the fears of what man may do unto us? Or should we fear the one who can destroy both soul and spirit in hell? May we have a clarion call as the people of God. Father, we intercede and ask you for an outpouring of your spirit upon New Life Assembly of God in particular and upon your church in general. We're not asking again, Lord, for a visitation of your spirit. Rather, we implore and plead for you for a visitation of your spirit. In our time of intercessory prayer, we're not trying to get you to bend your will toward ours as much as we attempt to surrender our will to yours. I pray for radical salvation. I pray for holy boldness to preach the whole oracles of God. I pray for the ability to discern the truth of your scriptures and to rightly divide the word of truth and to preach when it's not popular but to proclaim thus saith the Lord and will you come and confirm that word for Lord I don't believe you'll have us out there dangling for the wolves to eat us alive confirm the word may we know what we believe in because God we never know what we believe until we know what we're willing to die for we intercede on behalf of our friends and families and members of this church. Just like the nobleman this morning came to you, Jesus, and literally interceded for the healing of his son. We come this evening and intercede, asking you, Lord, as we stand in the place of another, as we represent a sick person to you, that God doesn't have the ability to pray for himself or herself tonight. We call out the name of David Bell. We call out the name of Rick Tucker. We call out the name of Mark Kogenauer. We call out the name of Marie. We call out the name tonight of those at home that are suffering with COVID and recuperating. We call them out to you. God, touch. You are greater and more powerful than disease. You are more greater and powerful for the enemy of our soul. God, we believe. May we receive. And Lord, the faith that we pray from tonight indeed may be a crisis faith, but it's a crisis faith that comes to you, Lord Jesus. Let that crisis faith turn into a confident faith when we hear you speak a word of assurance to our spirit. And may that confident faith turn into a confirmed faith when at that last hour we hear the word, you shall not live, not die, but live. And then may that faith turn into a contagious faith as many other people receive the residuals of one miracle. Dear God, in this room tonight, raise up intercessors to stand in the gap. Show us, Lord, the urgency of your heart. Give us snapshots of how to pray and what to pray for. 
If we will be led by your spirit, we are your children. For they that are led by my spirit are my sons and daughters. May we not become weary in well-doing. May we not give up in frustration when prayers are not readily heard and answered. Remind us, God, that delayed prayer is not denied prayer. Teach us, O oh God, the art, the habit, the discipline of prayer. Teach us, O oh God, the sacrifice of praise and adoration. And then, God, give unto us an expectation that your word will miraculously be confirmed with signs that follow. In Jesus' glorious name, we praise you. Church, just lift your voices and praise you. Praise God. Holy God. Holy God. Holy God. Holy, 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 holy God. Hallelujah, Satarakatu, Shetelekia, Sandelebia, Maramabu. God, we adore you, we adore you, we adore you. Sweep over our soul, Lord Jesus, sweep over our soul. Hallelujah. 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 to God we praise you hallelujah hallelujah Jesus we praise you God we're not a people left without hope we're not a people forsaken by our God we're not a people tonight Lord that are beggars we're not people tonight that have been cast away and cast out. We've been made right to you by the blood of your Son, Jesus. Holy God, holy God, holy God. Anybody experiencing pain in the back of their neck tonight, if you just raise your hand, there's pain in the back of your neck. Somebody got some pain down on the left side of their back, the left side of their back. Anybody? Quickly. And also in your right wrist, anybody on the right wrist? Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see those that have responded by faith. And God, I'm asking in the authority of your name that which you have revealed may seem like something so insignificant, but something, God, of importance to those that love you. Father, I rebuke whatever brings the pain to the back of the neck the lower part of the back and to that right wrist in the name of Jesus heal may they do now in the name of Jesus what they could not do simply because your presence is here your word is near your power is great and God like we said this morning if you're concerned about a sore wrist 
a stiff neck and a bad back. You're also concerned about the other diseases and infirmities that people are struggling with tonight. You who turn water into wine, heal the nobleman's son. Our faith rests in your word and your finished work. We glorify you in this place, Jesus. We exalt you. 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 We exalt you, church praising. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let him hear your voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we praise you. We adore you. How great, how great and amenable are your ways. Father, let the action of our prayers and praise turn into the power. Power manifested. Anointing manifested. Bondage is broken. Bodies healed. May we believe. May we receive. We praise you in advance. We praise you in advance. We thank you in advance. For your words are true. They are yes. And they are amen. Not hope so. Not wishful thinking. But a no-so salvation. How we bless you. God, we tonight take authority, not because of anything we are, but because of whose we are. God, you have sent me to this church to pastor this flock. I walk a little ahead tonight, Lord, with the staff in hand. I rebuke any poison that sits in the pathway of your church. I rebuke demons and devils of hell that would try to come to rob us of the faith that has been planted in our hearts. I rebuke the powers of darkness that would try to exalt itself above the promise of our God. It is your anointing in this room right here, right now that says the word of God goes forth to heal. May the marrow and the bone come back together. May tonight the body that has been wrecked by disease be healed, be straightened up. God perform recreation in order that your glory might be manifested as the servant of the Most High God. I stand before you, but I stand between you and my flock that's sick tonight, God. I ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, send your word, send your anointing, send your glory, send ways of your power, Send shockwaves or earthquake, God. 
to curse foreign substance in the bodies of your people. Jesus, I pray according to your word, according to your will, and according to your authority. They shall not die but live. The miracle of God can do and will do. God, we're not caught up in emotionalism. Our emotions are all but dead. But we are caught up tonight in your word, in your glory, in your manifestation of your power and presence. Your word is present to heal. My standing before you, Father, is not of anything I am or of any works that I have or any righteousness of my own for their filthy rags. But I stand before you, Holy Father, in the righteousness of your Son and in the anointing of your Spirit. Lord Jesus, as you cursed the fig tree that had no ears to hear, it understood and respected the authority of your Holy Word. Tonight, demons must bow at the authority of Jesus. Darkness must give way to the light of your eternal light. And sickness must give way to the stripes upon the back of Jesus. The devil is a liar. Cancer is not greater than Jesus. Sugar diabetes is not greater than Jesus. COVID-19 is not greater than Jesus. Alcoholism is not greater than Jesus. Pornography is not greater than Jesus. Alcoholism is not greater than Jesus. And there is no sin, no shortcoming, no habit that will ever exalt itself above the Son of God, above the blood that you shed, about the resurrection that you wrought, I boldly proclaim tonight as your servant, you are greater than anything and anyone in this world. I boldly proclaim there is no weapon formed against your peaceful that will prosper. I boldly proclaim that we are the head and not the tail. I boldly proclaim you are the almighty God and you sit upon the throne and all sin, all evil, all wickedness, all demon power, all disease is under your feet tonight. And I'm asking you, Lion of the tribe of Judah, to stand from that throne for a moment as you did upon your servant Stephen as he was dying and stoned to death. And will you tonight, Lord, roar your power and roar your glory into the lives of your church and your people awaken us as a sleeping giant and may we receive your anointing and your unction and your power and your presence and your wisdom and your word and may we go forward in your holiness and in your name hating nothing but sin and Satan and fearing nothing but the wrath of our God and Lord we humbly have interceded on behalf of those whom we love tonight. 
we have graciously offered to you perhaps not the best we could but we've offered to you Lord our praise and our worship and our adoration to you and we don't do this to get but we do this expecting you to be God in the lives of your people Jesus we humbly praise you hallelujah Jesus Let the heathen rage, for the Lord will mock at their calamity. Let the heathen rage, but I have raised up a church in this last day that knows my word and knows me and knows my power. I have said in my word, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that will indeed try your soul. Do not look at the flames of fire. Do not look at the pain that you see. Rather look for me come walking upon the flood, walking in the midst of the fire. For I am your God and I will not leave you nor forsake you, saith the Lord. There are battles to be fought, but you are my master warriors. I have placed my hand upon you. I have placed my anointing within you. And I am asking you at this moment, at this hour, do not be afraid to use my word. Do not be afraid to use my name in faith. For I am the God who created. I am the God who has defeated the enemies of your life and of your soul. Speak my word. Don't go in fear. Go in faith. For I have indeed anointed you in this hour, saith the Lord, to do great exploits. And my word has proclaimed they that know me will do great exploits for me I have placed you in positions to use my name I have placed you in positions to spring forth my authority I have placed you in positions where you need not fear but to arise up in this moment and allow me to fight your battles for nowhere have I told you to fight the battle yeah I've told you to fight the good fight of faith Use my name, church. Use my name, church. For my name is Jesus, and it's greater than any name in this world. Every knee will bow to my name. Every authority will bow to my name. Every principality will bow to my name. Why not now? Don't wait till that day of the judgment, but use my name now and watch it bow, says the Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. Somebody lead us in prayer out loud quickly. The Lord's put a heart, I pray on your heart, pray out loud. Obey the Lord, just pray. Let Him use you.
yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. If that's you or whomever, if you need that breakthrough, would you just begin to walk to this front in this community table? Just come quickly if that's you. Don't be inhibited. Just come if it's you for the breakthrough. Amen. The Spirit of God's moving. If you just need, don't be inhibited, don't be embarrassed. We're among family and friends. There's a breakthrough. You know who you are. Come quickly. And as you come, let's believe the Lord to do what He said He would do. You could hold the key to revival. God bless you, brother. Some of you gather around our brother. Remember physical distancing tonight. But some of you men gather around our brother. Let's pray that God will give the breakthrough. A broken and a contrite heart, God will in no wise despise. The rest of you, you stretch your hand in this direction. There's a battle. There's a battle. Our brother's heart is broken. Receive news that's broken his heart. But God can change it. God can reverse it. God can get hold and make it change. Father, in the authority of Jesus Christ, you who is leading us by your precious spirit, our brother needs a breakthrough. Our brother needs you to work on another end. And where you're working here, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God, as we said this morning, your word knows no distance. Your power knows no space. For Lord, your center is everywhere. Nowhere in your circumference is everywhere. The nobleman came to Cana. The need was in Capernaum, 25 miles away, and you sent your word to heal. Tonight, Lord, our brother is praying here. The need is a thousand miles or so away. But I pray, give him a word. Just as you gave the nobleman a word. And God, go before him and arrest this individual that's heavy upon his heart tonight. Bring them to a place of humility. Help them to see the error of their way. And God, may there be reconciliation. Lord, you don't heal relationships, you heal people. But people can heal relationships. God, may you give this man a word tonight in his heart to make upon. And may he hear that infallible word that he stands upon. And may he walk, Lord, back to his home tonight with an assurance and with a peace that God, you have given the word that says it will be all right. The prayer that we are praying for this breakthrough is according to your will. We're not praying amiss, Lord. We're not praying some fairy tale prayer. We're not asking you, Lord, to bend the rules a little bit. We're not praying in the gray area. We're praying your word over him tonight. For God, what he's praying about is indeed the will of God. For your word has made it clear. So, Father, in the name of Jesus. Let your power be on display for the glory of Jesus Christ for all that you promised that you would do. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Would you stand with me all over the church tonight? And could I implore upon you one more time? in honor to our God who sits upon the throne.
Would you mind just to lift your hands if you're able and surrender to Him? And if you could, would you allow Him to hear your voice? If it's just a hallelujah or a thank you, Jesus, would you allow Him to hear your voice of praise as we leave this place tonight? Jesus, we're here for such a time as this to do your bidding. And we are here in this room tonight to exalt and to adore, to lift up, to magnify and to elevate the person of Jesus. We are here as the redeemed who have been redeemed by the vicarious blood and death and resurrection of Jesus. And we've come back to say thank you. Your word shares about ten lepers that you cleansed and one came back to say thanks. And you said, I cleanse the ten. Where are the other nine? May we not be takers of your presence and of your giftings, but may we give back to you, Lord, through praise and adoration, our heartfelt gratitude. This tongue that one time took your name in vain. This tongue that one time murmured and complained about life. This tongue that one time cut people down through gossip. This tongue that one time cursed man and cursed God has been touched by you. Been changed by your power. And now this same tongue blesses you glorifies you Jesus exalts you and praises you and proclaims your word and lifts up your name and honors you Lord the redeemed in this room have come back to say thank you Lord Jesus thank you for your touch thank you for your presence thank you for your salvation thank you God thank you Lord Thank you, Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we adore you. Lord Jesus, we adore you. Holy Spirit, we adore you. Father, we appreciate you. Jesus, we appreciate you. Holy Spirit, you live right inside of us. And we appreciate your nearness. Now, Father, as we exit ourselves from this building tonight, will you please place a watch over our tongue and our thoughts? Will you please, Lord, let our words be seasoned with salt? May our minds be purified by your word, and may our hearts be filled with your joy.